Consequence Podcast Network. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too. And I'll be right there behind you. Greetings, constant listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast from Consequence of Sound. The good news is you're not going to have to sit through needful tweets. You're not going to have to go to Hollywood King. We're not even going to be dumping out a bag of bones. And you didn't have to do any homework because we don't have any books to cover. So what are we doing? What are we doing this week? Well, we got a special new feature on the Losers Club. And I know you're thinking, oh God, another spinoff episode. No, just calm down. It's not crazy. It's it's actually within, well within the realm of King's Dominion. Uh, we are actually talking to the fans and the insane, awesome, cool collectors like yours truly and a lot of members of the Losers Club and a lot like you. Uh, but here's the difference. Uh, they're... Um, professionals <laughs> at uh, being uh, collectors and they have collections that well let's just say are the the stuff that you seek out to find in google and they they're just the type of collections that you want to have and build um what's more these collectors are genuine stephen king scholars so the first one that we wanted to connect and kick off with is joanne trotter from Ireland. And uh, Joanne, would you be able to introduce yourself uh, to uh, all our constant listeners? Hi. Um, yeah, my name's Joanne. And basically, I'm a pretty big Stephen King fan. I wouldn't say I was a professional collector or anything. <laughs> I think you're flattering me there. But okay, okay. I'm a big fan, yeah. Yeah. So let's start off with, uh, you know, how long have you been reading Stephen King? And I, maybe just go back to the beginning. And what was, you know, what was some of your first experiences with him? Uh, well, really, I haven't been reading King that long, really. Um, it's been about four years. Uh, I remember my first book was back in October 2014. And the only reason I really remember that so clearly is that my family went to visit my brother in China and I was reading it. Oh, wow. And carrying that around China was an experience <laughs> that I'll never forget. Um, so I think that was like when I started reading King. But in terms of like my first encounter, I obviously watched a lot of his movies before I ever even read his books. Yeah. Um. So I'd watch like you know the Green Mile, Shawshank, Stand by Me, basically the movies that like everyone watches mm-hmm. at some point in their life. And I honestly don't even know that I had connected them as like King novels or you know King adaptations really. So I can't actually pinpoint my first real encounter with King. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of similar. Um, I, and it's funny that you mentioned. Uh, dragging it around, I on my um <laughs> when I went on my honeymoon a couple or a few years ago, I uh, was I was still reading it. I just took it took forever for me to read that book, but I yeah. did not want to drag it with me, so I just I had a paperback. So I, this is going to be sound like a sin, but it was kind of like a <laughs> cheap paperback, so not too crazy. But I ripped it in half, and then um <laughs> I just <laughs> I just kept tearing off the pages uh, so that like as I kept going on my trip. Um, the the book you know got lighter and then also i was like <laughs> basically going all throughout the uk 
So I just had like pages of it somewhere like in dumpsters <laughs> everywhere across the UK. There are pages, random pages of it. So I, I feel like I was, you know, bringing Pennywise uh, overseas. But uh, that is that is kind of funny. I so do you do you remember um, like what was maybe one of the earlier films like or one of the films that actually really you gravitated towards that made you go like all right who is Stephen King I got to know you know um, it was. I love the Green Mile. I think that's always kind of been my favorite. Um, and one of the ones I remember watching like years ago, and I've watched it like over and over again. But in terms of like what prompted me to like pick up a book, it was I got into like horror like in my late teens, and I watched The Exorcist, and it became like one of my favorite um horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I then read The Exorcist, and kind of wanted to read more horror. Um, I actually read a Joe Hill book before I read a Stephen King book. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't know they were related, obviously, at the time. And then I searched online for a list that was like, you know, top 10 horror books of all time. And I saw it. And I remember thinking, like, that clown gets a lot of hype. I must check it out. So I went and bought it. And so it's kind of just like a random list online kind of introduced me to Stephen King, like Mm -hmm. reading him. I mean, so that was kind of how I got into his books. Was it with it? Did you, um, were there, what was it about it that really got, like, was it the characters or did you like the horror elements of it? Um, what were some of the attributes of Stephen King that really kind of, when you actually started reading his works that really connected you with, with you? Like, I think it was just, it's just, I think Stephen King is like so readable yet. It's so like deep as well. You know, there's so much like to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course with it, you know, it was quite, I don't, I don't think it is particular, it is scary, but like I've read scarier books, I think. Um, but like the characters, like the Losers Club, um, I just fell in love with the Losers Club, basically, especially Ben. Yeah. Uh, I really just like resonated with him, I guess. Um, and I just, there's just something about his writing that you just like can't stop. Like I find it really hard to put down a Stephen King book whenever I read one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just, that was it really. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think there's something about uh, he just he knows how to make um like great stingers <laughs> that yeah. just you just you just keep becoming addicted to. I know that you know one of the, without spoiling too much. I know eleven twenty two sixty three is you know one of your favorites too. But yeah. that was I feel for me like that book is so um, uh, tailored to just keep you going again and again and again. Like I just I found myself like knocking out I think out of all of his books. I might've read that one the fastest where I like, I was knocking out like 200 pages a night, um, which is crazy. And it, it's, it's just wild. Cause you do get addicted to the stories. Like it's just, and I, and I, I always, I attributed that book to like the, the, the romance and the characters, I think more so than the actual horror or anything else that was going on. But, um, mm-hmm. what, what were, what would you say is the, the one that you probably read the fastest where <laughs> you just were like, I can't I put think, this down. Um, probably, probably eleven twenty two sixty three as well. Cause yeah. It is quite like well, it's not his biggest book, but it's relatively big. Yeah. And I think I like got through it in under a week, from yeah, what ditto. I remember. Ditto. And I like I just couldn't like I just had to know what happened, you know, with Jake and Sadie and just the love story. And I think that was probably the quickest. Um I also think well, Pet Cemetery is quite short, but mm-hmm. I did fly through that as well because again, it's just impossible to stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It took me a while uh, to read, but those two for sure. I mean, those are two of my favorite books. But I love. I, yeah, there's something about when he's able to create that line of tension between characters that you love. That it's you just. 
for me, it's like, I, I get worried about for them. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so you just have to like, keep kind of turning the carrot. Like you just like, Oh God, what is he going to do to them? <laughs> like, please God. Um, and it's, I know, it's like, let there be a happy ending. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I know. Uh, it's, yeah. So, um, you know, do you, when you read, do you, uh, do you tend to listen to any music or like what, what's your, what's kind of your like reading habits? Um, I don't, the only music I could listen to would be, you know, like say Lord of the Rings soundtrack or something. I can't listen to anything with lyrics in it because I'll just get distracted. Yeah. So generally, like I can read anywhere, like the TV's on the background, I can read, um, but I'm better just reading in silence. Like that's whenever I get the most, I get distracted very easily, I think. So yeah. silence is just the best for me. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can listen to music. I don't know. That's just my personal like preference, but I get too into the music then as opposed to the book. And no. Yeah, no, I, I usually listen to death metal when I'm listening to a, or reading <laughs> Steven. No, I'm just joking. No, I, 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 I agree though. Like I, you know, the only things we could really listen to, uh, like most of the, the losers listen to like instrumentals. Like I know Justin loves yeah. listening to, uh, explosions in the sky and, um, I, I get really lame where I like for the stand, I listened to WG Snuffy Walden score from the TV series. Like I think I had, to, yeah. I think I listened to that soundtrack like maybe 800 times cause the book is so long. So like on my, um, on my Spotify and on my, my iTunes, like it, they, the tracks from that always come up in my favorites mix. You're regardless. most played as well. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I'll go from like, Oh, like here's Saba or Kanye. And then right into like a <laughs> WG stuffy Walden track, which is ridiculous, but, um, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's hilarious. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's start pivoting into like the collecting a- a angle. Cause, um, one thing I didn't disclose on this, uh, the podcast yet is that uh, Joanne has quite an Instagram account. Um, let's say 24, almost 24,000 followers. Uh, it's, it's yeah. pretty intense. It's is, uh, <laughs> you, you're quite in a following. Um, and I kind of wanted to, to, to start about like, um, I guess we could start, start talking about that for a little bit, but, um, we'll, we'll go to Instagram in a second, but basically it comes down to like, you, cr- you collect a lot of King and you collect a lot of horror. And I, and I guess we should start with like, you know, when you were reading King, when did you just decide that you're like, all right, I, I want to collect these books? Cause it isn't, it, for me, it's an addiction like last year that I experienced, uh, that once I got one of them, I was like, I have to get them all. Mm-hmm. I felt like the kids like collecting Pokemon in the nineties. But, yeah. um, for you, when was it, when was the moment where you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go down this road <laughs> and I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, I think like my Instagram was like, you know, my personal account first. And so I had like, you know, posted just like, you know, fitness stuff and like holidays and all this random stuff. And then I started posting like um, what books I was currently reading, which was Stephen King at the time. And I found weirdly that it was getting like more interaction than, you know, just like a photo of like my latest holiday or something. <laughs> yeah. So I think I went to like, I can't remember the exact moment, but I went, obviously went to like the Stephen King hashtag just to kind of like see, you know, what else has happened, like kind of what was going on. And I just saw like all these editions, like, you know, obviously like original copies, like first editions and stuff. And I kind of thought, oh, they're like really nice. I really like them, but I don't really know how to go about. I didn't really know it was like a thing to like collect. Mm-hmm. So I think I just kind of posted. I continued posting like, you know, my brand new hardbacks that I was just buying, you know, online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I came across randomly on eBay one day. I came across, um, you know, the matching covers of Desperation and the Regulators. Yeah. And they were like a really good price. And I was like, mm, I'll just, I'll just buy these. 
And then it just like escalated into like an addiction. Like every night I was like in bed and I was like going through eBay, like seeing what was added that day that I could add to my collection. And I just kind of realized like it was more fun to like photograph them as well because I was posting more on my page about what I was reading. And I just kind of liked it is just like that collecting mentality and like I'm quite an obsessive person like so yeah. it kind of like match my personality as well so I kind of just once I started I couldn't stop yeah it's, it's, <laughs> but now I think I'm kind of I've kind of like tailed off a bit but it's still you know if I see something I'll get it <laughs> yeah no totally I mean it's it is interesting that like I mean I'm trying to remember what was the first one I, mean, I, I had some hardcovers that I bought when they actually were just for you know when they dropped but yeah um I, it is, it is interesting that it becomes this like hunger. Like I, for me, it's Chicago. A lot of the books, a lot of the bookstores have kind of closed, unfortunately. Um, so like yeah. there is something for me, it's like, yeah, I'm like, you. Yeah, there is an obsession to, to when I start getting on some sort of track to, to yeah. try to finding, like it's, it's almost like, um, I become like this kind of, it's like a world traveler in a weird way. Like you become almost like coming this like archeologist, you know, like, I'm just like, I got to find this. I got to get the next one. Um, but I mean, with, you know, with regards to like the actual collection, what would, what would you say was like your first big grab that you got? Like, I mean, other than the, the desperation, the regulators, like, was there one that like, you almost kind of like had to toil with for a second being like, should I spend this? Like, should I do this? Like, am I going too far? Um, I think, like, it was really hard for me to get a first edition of It. Um, I'm sure it's even harder now with all the success with the movie oh, and yeah. stuff. I think getting, it's, like, you know, really hard to find. But um, when, I think that was, like, the hardest one. But in terms of, like, spending money, I didn't actually spend that much money on my copy of It. Um, the one, you know, like, the Cemetery Dance editions are, like, really, like, fancy and oh, illustrated yeah. and stuff. Um, I had gotten Carrie for my birthday um so I didn't pay for it so it was fine uh, <laughs> and then I saw like the Salem's Lot one was like sold out I think like on their website but I found it on I can't even remember what website it was it was like a random kind of another publishing house and it was like kind of pricey and yeah. I kind of sat and like toyed with it and then I was just like oh whatever just buy it <laughs> <laughs> like I was never going to feel complete unless I had it and like it is my one of my favorite like editions I have like yeah. it's gorgeous so I just kind of thought eh, you know go all in <laughs> where do you do you and you keep them all on those, the shelf that yeah that, that you take photos yeah. of and is there um <laughs> did you have to buy like new shells uh, as this was going oh, on yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah I had like I have a like tiny bookshelf in my actual bedroom it's like three shelves yeah and like it got to the point where I was like no I need another one <laughs> and I kind of like compromised and got one like big one and then like literally I'd only filled that one when I was like I need another one so now I have like two but yeah. like one is just exclusively Stephen King oh that's cool so but I have like extra things that don't really fit on it you know that's like up um, in my room, like, you know, like the pop-up Tom, yeah. the girl I love, Tom Gordon, and mm-hmm. um, things like that don't really fit in your shelves that are kind of annoying, but they're like separate. Yeah. I always, I, I like, there are some that like, uh, was it like, I think cycle of the werewolf that kind of threw off the balance yeah. of the books and that where I was having them. Then I was just like, it, it was kind of aggravating to me, uh, or like the, Bachman books, like the Bachman hardcover is too small. So it's like, it looks weird <sighs> when you put them all together. It's just, I don't know, but it's, it's such minor quibs, but, uh, it's, yeah, but you, you had mentioned, um, 
the uh, the uh, the Richard Cheesemar edition uh, or the Cemetery <laughs> Cemetery Dance yeah. edition of Carrie was one of your favorites. Uh, what other editions that do you love that uh, that you definitely you you know you put them all together? But those are the ones that like if there was maybe a fire, you'd be like, all right, let me just <laughs> grab these really quick. Uh, <laughs> I would probably grab just Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Um, for emotional uh, needs. Um, and well. The one I would grab, I don't have yet. Um, whenever they announced Sleeping Beauties last oh, yeah. year, um, I it was whenever I was like finishing my PhD and I was really stressed and um, like they had the option to buy a signed one. Mm-hmm. And again, I sat and I was like, I really want. Like, I'll probably never get a signed one. Like I'm not. I'm not going to meet him. Do you know kind of way? So I was like, should I just buy it? And I just thought, yeah, like I deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> After all my hard work, so I just kind of um, bought it, but. You know, it's not, you know, them books take a while to kind of put together. So I haven't got it yet, but whenever I get it, that'll be like, you know, the big one. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> that'll probably like stay in my room. Not like it'll probably be under my pillow or something. Um, <laughs> I just won't leave it. Um, yeah. But like other editions, I just love the Cemetery Dance ones. I think they're uh, amazing. And um, I have a like real love for the, you know, the paperback night shift with the. Yeah. I am the doorway artwork on the front. Yeah, that's a great one. I just love that cover. It's like I think it's one of my favorite covers, uh, Stephen King books. Um, so those are kind of my favorites. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I actually never seen the paperback version of that um, in stores before. Like, it's just I always try to go through. I'll, after I go through like the hard covers and like these huge bookstores, I usually try to like you know pivot over to like the, the paperbacks but god yeah I've, i'm like that's such a cool cover and it's so creepy and it yeah. captures like the the mood of that story so well um, yeah because i came across mine really randomly because uh, it's actually on instagram this like random guy like i don't know him he was just like on my you know like suggested feed or something and yeah. um he was selling like books he was selling a hardback uh, of the gunslinger and it wasn't like an you know a first edition or anything mm-hmm. but a hardback of a gunslinger is still pretty pricey when oh, I looked at it. So yeah. he was selling it for like four dollars, and oh um, I like like messaged him like right away. I think he was kind of like, "Are you okay paying the shipping?" And I was like, "Yes," because <laughs> even with shipping, that's a deal. And then he was like, "Oh, I have other books if you want to like look at them. They was going to sell anyway." So one of them was Night Shift, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll have that too." Oh and I think gosh. it was like three dollars or something, oh like crazy. That was like one of my best moments in collecting. Yeah, that's 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 an amazing steal. It's funny that like, because I had I had kind of subconsciously started grabbing stuff like a couple years ago before the the whole it hype train started, yeah. and especially after the movie. And what I noticed was that, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like they don't know what they have. <laughs> um, yeah, and it works totally in your favor. And there's you feel I, bad as well, oh, but you're you also like, eh. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if I if I saw like a first edition carry and somebody was just selling it for like. 30 bucks, I probably would say like, look, like this is, I got to give you at least like, and I'm totally going to still lowball them, but like I would at least give know. them something more, you know, but, um, have you ever gone to like any of the book fairs or if, if they've come, uh, come around your area or, um, no, like we don't really have anything like that. Like even in terms of, you know, um, like on Instagram, I see a lot of people get really cool finds and like their thrift stores and stuff, but like yeah. ours are like terrible. Like oh, I wouldn't really? even, yeah, like there isn't really many near me. Um, so I don't really get the joy of like, you know, going into shop and looking. It's just like all online really for me. Oh, okay. So it kind of sucks. Well, when you, when you travel, do you ever go like, uh, do you ever see, um, 
any of the bookstores out there and like kind of, you know, peruse them. I know when I, you know, I mean, I know you're an island, but I, when I, I remember when, when I went to, God, where was it? Um, oh, Edinburgh, when I was there, mm-hmm. it was, um, oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed by how many bookstores there are there. And I finally had to stop because, uh, it was just, (laughs) oh, it was getting ridiculous. Yeah. I was, I was like, well, I I still have three more cities I have to visit. So (laughs) you need to like stop this now, Mike, like this is insane. Um, but yeah, is it, is is this, uh, is the collecting thing something that, that, you know, when you travel or when you do, uh, um, no, I don't really, I don't really look in secondhand bookshops that often. Like if it's not Stephen King, generally I'll buy everything brand new because I can be a bit of a book snob like I do like brand new books so I like always go to bookshops but it might not be secondhand ones so Mm -hmm. sweet 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 um in terms of the covers you'd mentioned when we talked about uh the night shift cover what do you think are some of the scariest ones of King's though um i think the cover you know of desperation Mm -hmm. has like the abandoned doll and the spiders and the snakes um i think that one's pretty creepy um also i think the american you know the nightmares and dreamscapes one with the scarecrow on the front like the hardback um i also have a uk edition of um night shift that has one of the children of the corn on the front um which is pretty cool but like apart from that i can't really think of many like scary ones mm-hmm. um not my collection anyway um i think well pet cemetery like has some really cool covers yeah. um especially ones where you can kind of see the graveyard yeah. or the cemetery um those are quite chilling i think yeah the 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 one that's really eerie was um one that uh dan caffrey uh brought up god i think it during the shining episode i think there's one with like silver eyes or something that's on or maybe that's oh yeah it's, it's, it's a really shiny cover is that yeah. like a really shiny cover and like the face it has no face or something it's yeah. like an outline of a yeah i've seen that but i don't have it yeah i'm like i've always looked for that one too is actually speaking of that what are ones that you like what, do you have like a list that of like all right i'm still looking for these like what's the next uh your next i guess uh we call them the holy grails i guess i mean everyone does but uh what's the <laughs> yeah um i think like in terms of collecting i always say like oh i'm done like i have everything i want and um, recently i got uh you know Salem's lot with the original um oh, cover oh and i wanted that one for ages so i think I, whenever i got that i was like no i'm done <laughs> but like um it's more like it's just like a space issue my bookcase is full and i don't know i'm just trying to like stop but yeah. uh, i wouldn't say no to a 25th anniversary edition of it like the cemetery dance one i think it is yeah and it's like amazing like but it costs ridiculous amounts of money but if someone wanted to buy it for me i would take it (laughs) you should uh, reach out to i believe uh it seems like um according to your instagram richard cheesemar follows you on uh instagram you should just reach (laughs) out and be like hey look uh Send me some copies of, uh, you know, what you got in storage. Uh, I, yeah, I've got any, like, just that you've forgotten about. I'll take them. Yeah, right. You know, they, they, gotta, they, they probably have, they need, this, they, need this, they need the space. So, yeah, you know, um, it's funny how they just, the, the bug really never goes away. I think what's, the, the space issue is the biggest problem for me also. It's just, yeah. uh, I, had, I had them all list, like, on top of um, this huge shelf I had for vinyls. And after a while, I just started running out of space and, it was really like frustrating because like I don't want them to have them in separate locations. Like I kind of want it all together. Yeah. You know. Um, 
but you it's what's great about your collection that you have is you don't just have the books there you also like kind of pepper them with you know like funko pops and and uh yeah. different artwork what are um are you uh <laughs> are you tapped out on the the funko pops at this point are you gonna go after like all the ones that are coming out for it or um that's another thing where i'm trying to <laughs> stop um like I, I I was really excited about all the new it ones, but like there's so many because there's like the entire Losers Club, and there's another Pennywise, and I already have like three Pennywises. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of like I was like you can get three, so I pre-ordered. I think it was Bev, um, Georgie, and maybe it was Ben. I'm not sure, but it was like three, and I was kind of like that's it. Like <laughs> yeah. But if obviously if there's more like other Stephen King characters, I will buy them. Like no like no hesitation about it. But totally. I'm just trying to like stop. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're actually running out of space in the office here for or the studio other uh, with all our. I'm like looking at them right now, and I have um, you got like the carry one. We have one Pennywise. We have we don't actually have we have the the original Pennywise, not the original one. Mac actually, uh, Mackenzie Gerber, he he's got that one, but we have the one from last year where he's like holding yeah. a little boat, which is cute, but. Um, we don't actually, the one I, the one that you have that I really love is the frozen Jack, uh, which is like amazing. Like that's the, yeah. I still have not found that one anywhere. Cause that's the thing is like, I, for me, I'm still, because Chicago's got so many different shops and stuff. So like, it's, I, I still like, I only order them online occasionally. So I'm, I'm yeah. uh, I, I kind of shoot myself in the foot there, but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting with the losers thing. I don't know how we're going to tackle that cause we want to get all of them, but I think we might have to just be it's kind of like what i did with stranger things where i just kind of like picked and choose like yeah. which kids i liked and stuff but um, just pick like your top three or something that's oh, what yeah. i'm trying to yeah because there's just too many it's too many <laughs> they're making like they're making fun is like for everything now it's kind of a joke we have we have this running our mel uh castle is our co-host she yeah. she always gives me uh flack for collecting all these like too many of them she's like they, they make too many funkos that's there's too many of them out there there's they make them for every goddamn character that's impossible to keep up with. Like, why do we need like this random character from a show that shouldn't even have Funko? It's, it's. I know, because yeah. I see quite a lot on Instagram. I don't even like recognize. I'm like, I have no idea what that character is from. Yeah. Like, I think it's just really like iconic characters. Like, I was like cutting back, but whenever the Lord of the Rings ones were announced, like oh I have God. to have every single one. Like, those are like that was kind of like my. You can have all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Um. But even then, there's still quite a lot. Like, my shelf is, like, like I have, like, now two shelves, I think, of just Lord of the Rings ones. But, like, that's okay because, like, they're iconic, obviously. But there's just so much other, like, ones that are just pointless, I think. Because you love, I mean, you love Tolkien, too. I mean, I've seen yeah. a lot of the, 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 the stuff that you post on the Instagram is, like, definitely uh, yeah. a lot of Tolkien-based stuff. Right? So, a little side tangent. What's your, out of the three <laughs> books uh, from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, what are the, what's your favorite? <laughs> Uh, I hate this question. I know, right? Uh, I think um, I only reread them again recently, so probably Return of the King, just because I kind of like, it's just a very emotionally charged book. I'm quite an emotional reader, so I kind of like everything, you know, coming to an end, even though it's really sad, obviously, but I I just love that. I also love the Two Towers as well, but I love all of them, actually, but like, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I would probably go for Return of the King, what about the films, though? What, out of the three of those, which one's your favorite? Oh, no. Gonna, we're just going to go keep talking, talk, talking Tolkien. This is, uh... this is terrible. Um, 
probably, uh, I don't know, Return of the King. But I also really like, I think, Two Towers, maybe, actually. Oh, yeah. Just, like, because it has the, you know, the Samwise yes. speech. Oh, my gosh. That, like, yeah, the best. I can't watch it, like, crying. Like, I just can't. Um, such, so I probably take uh, the second one. Yeah, the, sec- the second one, that, that speech is, is killer. I, I think I go to that on YouTube, like, every other week. Me, too. I, I actually always search for it as well. And also the Battle of Helm's Deep is obviously one of, the, like, the best battles. So oh, yeah. Two yeah. Towers is pretty great. It's interesting. They, they're like they're they're talking about like we were just talking about this uh, on like the last episode, but like Amazon's doing like a whole remake yeah. of the series. I don't get it. Like they just, they just did the whole series. Like I don't know, whatever. But I'll uh, watch it. Yeah, I know, right. I mean, I'm going to be I'm right there. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, um, with your you know when it came when it came to like having a following. When did you re- really start noticing that that you kind of were building up an audience, and, and and when did you have to start like kind of treating it like more as like a all right, this is the this is a, a specific type of account that I'm using it for, um, yeah, like I guess. Yeah, I think if you like if you go back far enough through like my thousands of posts, <laughs> yeah. um, you kind of see that like the kind of like fitness stuff is like edged out <laughs> slowly and. <laughs> like more just like king and like i don't even really i think i remember like thinking oh if i get like a thousand followers like i'll have made it like that'll make me happy like i'll just be really happy with that um i think that was kind of around then that i was kind of like "Mm, maybe i'll just do like a kind of more book themed kind of stephen king account um which was kind of i think it must be a couple of years ago now Mm -hmm. um i think that's whenever i kind of thought i'll just treat it as like a book account yeah. but at the same time like you know every now and again I don't mind posting something that's not to do with books um but my life isn't really that exciting like outside of books so you know it's pretty much it's, just books it's a little exciting I mean like you, you you're doing a lot right now I mean you, you just I mean you got you got a PhD right you, or did you yeah yeah I mean that's that's amazing so I mean <laughs> it's not I, very exciting to talk about but well, you, you had a hell of a journey getting there. So, um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, but now, uh, now you got all this horror, uh, to, to post about and Tolkien. And I mean, it's, it's, it's say so you got a pretty exciting, uh, you know, life going on there, but yeah. Cause it kind of was, it initially was just like King because like I was reading exclusively King back then, but yeah. then I kind of, I think just kind of being on Instagram and like around other book lovers, I kind of wanted to read other, you know, genres and like well more horror I suppose um different authors and stuff so now it kind of is like a bit of everything but mm-hmm. still predominantly king because I just love like talking about king or posting about king so it's kind of a bit of everything in terms of books has it been a challenge trying to like keep up with like everything going on with king <laughs> because it never uh, stops <laughs> yeah. yeah it can be um it's just a challenge in general I think keeping up with like maintaining it um but like i enjoy it so i'm not gonna complain about it you know um but like you know some days you know there can be like 200 comments on a post and like i'll make a point i always make a point of like replying to like every comment if i can so it can't just be a bit like overwhelming but like i appreciate every comment i get and every like i get so you know i'm not gonna complain about it no it's always funny because when we had comment from the losers club account or even my own personal account i I always notice that like that day I'm going to have at least like 30 or 40 updates that are going to be coming up because <laughs> it's just like, Oh, comment on it, comment on it, it's coming. On it. It's just like, it's a rabid following. It's great. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Um, what is, what is it about the, like the bookstagram culture that, 
that really is inviting to you? Is it just the sense of community that, I mean, cause you've, I, I mean, I remember not to sound like a snoop or anything, but um, you, I, I know that you've like connected with like fellow King fans also on yeah. there. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I met like now one of my best friends um, through uh, a love of King. Like I went over to visit her in England a few times, so um, cool. Abby. So I think that's pretty cool to make like lifelong friends. Like, um, and it is just, like I think because whenever I was reading King like no one else around me was really not that they were interested you know like whenever you love something you want to talk about it but obviously there's a limit you know if someone's not interested in it so it's kind of like just getting to talk to people who like will get excited you know the same way that you are like you know for the it trailer it was like I was just so excited like everyone else was it is just like having and it goes even beyond like Stephen King you know because like now that we have like you know stories and stuff, you can post about anything. So mm-hmm. I'll find people who also love Bruce Springsteen or who love Seinfeld. You know, it's just like getting to geek out about like every possible thing. Yeah. So I kind of just love how it is a community and like everyone's so like kind and generous and like I, I've had some King books that I couldn't find. Like people have sent them to me, you know, just through like knowing me on Instagram, which is just crazy. Like it is just like a really cool corner of the internet. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's interesting that like what we've learned through the, the just through the podcast following is that it, it does feel like Stephen King fans happen to be like, no pun intended, like the skeleton key of pop culture. Like they just happen to, yeah. they happen to like, there's such a diverse range of like stuff that they love. I mean, like, I, yeah, we'll, we'll make pop culture references all the time and we're always run the risk of like, you know, marginalizing fans and, and whatnot. But for the most part, like everyone seems to get it. Like they're right on the money. I know it's great. You know, I, I wonder if that's because King is so indebted to pop culture, you know, like you read so many of his works and I mean, just the dark tower alone is just filled with yeah. pop culture references, but, um, it's cool. I love, I like that. I like, I like the idea that there's, it's not just confined to like King's dominion, what should we always call it? But, um, yeah. So one, one, one thing I did wonder is how the hell do you read so fast? Like, it seems like every week there's at least like three or four books. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, like how do you do this this is you know i wouldn't say that fast but well i think i'm averaging at the minute like seven books a month maybe eight um i just don't um i kind of just try to fit it in wherever i can like you know whenever i go to work in the morning i'll like uh, i leave kind of early to like miss traffic and stuff so i'll like leave early and get up there and park and i'll just like sit and read in my car for you know half an hour or whatever and that's kind of like time where i'm like don't look at your phone like don't do anything just like read and like same as like you know when i go to bed at night i'll make sure that i'm up like about 45 minutes so before i intend to go to sleep and just kind of read but like i don't get to read much during the week because of work and stuff but um at the weekend i'll try and catch up as much as I can but like it's hard when you have so many other, other interests as well you know because yeah. I watch a lot of tv and movies and stuff and but reading's kind of like probably my favorite hobby so I just make the time for it I guess. Were you a big reader growing up? Uh, I was when I was really young Um, like I read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and just fell in love with books and like um, but I think it was whenever you know you get into like school and stuff that even like university, it kind of didn't have the same time that you had. Yeah. Um, it would have taken me like months to read a book. Um, and that's also why I think I love Stephen King so much was because he like kind of reignited my passion for reading again. Yeah. And like now I just like can't get enough. So I kind of think 
I owe that to him as well. Like that's why he's one of my favorite. Well, my favorite author, not one of them. He is my favorite author. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, like I kind of came back to it, like you know, after like the crazy university years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you have you read every one of his books now, or is it is you still catching up with them? No, um, I have eighteen left. Oh, nice. Um, which is really sad as well. I don't want to finish. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of like I've kind of started like delaying it. I think I kind of read other books first because I don't want to like get to the point where it's like done. Yeah, you know, like it is still release material, obviously, but you know, how long is that going to go on for? I know we don't know, so yeah. I'm kind of just trying to savor it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's going to go. We'll probably go up to like 21 uh, at least this year. I think. Well, no, 20 because I think he's got two books this year at least. Yeah, uh, which is insane that he just keeps adding into it, but. Uh, yeah, it's we are out of all the hosts on the show. I think Caffrey. Yeah, I think Dan Caffrey is the only one that's read literally every book. Uh, he, I think he finished like a few years. Well, not actually that not, not anymore because I don't think he's read Sleeping Beauties yet. So um, yeah, it's it's just hard. It really is. Like especially like, but he he did. I mean, he went even went back and was reading like on published stuff. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Like <laughs> he had a, he had a bet like a few years ago with his with his wife. Who said that if she she bet that he couldn't finish King's um, King's bibliography within like I think a six week span, and if she, and, and he <laughs> and he's like well I could do it, and I think he had like twelve or thirteen books at the time or something, and he knocked it out, and I guess his prize was like this box of candy or something like that, so which is why we, it's just ridiculous. It. Yeah, totally worth it, right? But um, yeah, so I mean, I guess. I wanted to ask you some questions regarding King and, you know, basically all your preferences and we kind of alluded to it already, but, um, I guess the first one is obviously, this is the hard question and you've seen them before. So I, I sent them earlier. Um, and I have answers prepared. It's okay. This this is great. This is great. So let's start with the first one. Um, this is an easy, uh, this is an easy, obvious question, but your favorite book and you could have a, a few of them. We'll, 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 we were joking, I think, uh, beforehand saying you could have a top 10. If you want to go for a top 10, go for it. But <laughs> I have a top 10, obviously. Oh, yeah, go for it. Do it. Go for <laughs> so, it. So I think it's kind of surprising. Like there's two that aren't in it that would probably shock people. But anyway, um, number 10 is Salem's Lot. Ooh, good. Um, number nine is Desperation. Eight bag of bones seven night shift six lisey's story i always used to call her lisey until the podcast oh, but yeah. apparently it's lisey yeah i think we found that out recently too so it's a- yeah so i'm trying to like it's weird because you don't say these things out loud normally so uh, yeah lisey's story and then number five is different seasons and uh, four is your favorite dumaki <laughs> heading to florida yeah <laughs> number three is it Number two is eleven twenty two sixty three, and number one is Pet Cemetery. Now, do one and two swap back and forth sometimes in your head, uh, or is it? Is... <sighs> no, I think like you said it before in the podcast, like the eleven twenty two sixty three is probably the best book he's written. But in terms of like a personal favorite, it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Like I think eleven twenty two sixty three is the better book, but. Just Pet Cemetery is just always going to be my number one. I think, like, yeah, and it's also like quintessential King too. Like, I mean, like eleven twenty two definitely has like obviously the King uh, dalliances to it, but because it's I mean it's King. But yeah, when you think of like a King Stephen King book, I, yeah, yeah, I kind of I, I definitely edge towards um, Pet Cemetery for sure. Um, well, this is the next question, 
will be interesting to see if there are any, and I imagine they're going to be somewhere in those books, which, uh, I already <laughs> kind of know the answer, but, uh, your favorite character. Um, so I picked three because okay. I can't stick to one. Um, <laughs> I, I also have to say that in my top 10, I didn't include the dark tower because I just kind of see it as its own thing mm-hmm. and I couldn't rank them. I think cause like maybe three dark tower books would be in there. So yeah. I kind of just count it as a separate thing. But anyway, in terms of favorite character, um, one of them is Jake from the dark tower. Sweet. Um, that's, a, that's a very left field uh, choice too. Do you think so? I think I so. Yeah, because I think I think Jake uh, gets uh, marginalized a little bit. You know. Oh, I think he's awesome. I just think I just love his relationship with Roland and stuff. I just I just think they're really cute. Um, and then my second is I never know if it's like Wireman or Wireman. I don't know Wireman. I think it's Wireman. <laughs> yeah. See, I call him Wireman in my head. Yeah. From <laughs> um, from Dimicky, um, obviously. <laughs> Um, I just love his little like sayings and stuff. And I just think he was like a great character, and I really liked his friendship with Edgar. Yeah. Um, and then I can't really pick. Um, I had Sadie Dunhill from Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, uh, yeah. but I also really love Lewis Creed from No Wait, maybe Judd Crandall or Judd Crandall. Two of them rule. The uh, Judd is great. I uh, I I think in the Pet Cemetery episode I talked about how I feel like Judd like Judd is his greatest main character like when he's trying yeah. to write a local i think he just nailed it with judd yeah and he's just so believable as like from being from that area and stuff i just think i just i just love i just love him oh, yeah. um so maybe he'd be like my number three so yeah those are the top three wow so judd's judd's uh top one over uh sadie and lewis so <laughs> i do I, I think sadie i do really like her yeah i do love her but i think judd just has like more to him maybe than Sadie yeah. more memorable anyway yeah. yeah I mean I I absolutely fell in love with Sadie and I was actually shocked that they have you seen the Hulu adaptation yeah yeah I was I was actually really shocked because like I'm I never thought that they would be able to kind of bring that character to life because I feel like it's so intrinsic to like the reader and and how you kind of see their romance and just kind of the way she's described is so enigmatic that like I was just like well it just it seems like such a literary character but I thought Sarah Gadon, like, or Sarah yeah. Gadon, I think she did such a, a great job with, like, bringing her to life. I just She was, like, one of the best things about that yeah. adaptation, I thought. I thought she was incredible. Totally, totally. And it, it just was, it, I feel like she captured those, like, little nuances of her character yeah. from the book so well. Um, but, uh, okay, so the flip side uh, of this uh, coin, favorite villain. Yeah, um, I'm going to be predictable and choose Pennywise. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, there's obviously so many great ones like Barlow and Randall Flagg and Leland Gaunt and stuff, but like none of them top Pennywise, I think. What do you, now, when it comes to the adaptations, who was, uh, this is going to be a hard question, I know, but which, which Pennywise would you prefer? Um, I don't know. I think... I never like because I didn't watch it when I was like really young. Yeah, I just never found the original scary. Like yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it, but I think it's more funny, you know. Me too. Whereas the most recent one was kind of more scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe Tim Curry just because he is more iconic, I suppose. Yeah, but I love both. Yeah, it's so it's it's really hard. I I I, I really. Uh, just rewatching or not even rewatching, just watching for the first time, uh, the miniseries, the it miniseries. 
I did like kick myself just going like, God, why didn't I watch this as a kid? Cause I yeah. know it would have been one of those things that you just, it sticks with you forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like I, I found myself, I mean, especially towards the end when everything starts getting really ridiculous in the sewer, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But um, speaking of things that are scary uh, or not scary, but what is your scariest moment? Uh, and if you have multiple ones, that's totally fine too. Um, well, I think Pet Cemetery in its entirety, yeah. like, scared the hell out of me. But, like, something that's always really stayed with me is whenever Lewis is going to dig up Gage. And he, there's, like, a point where he isn't sure what he's going to find inside the coffin, like, what state Gage will be in. And whenever he, like, opens the coffin lid, he initially thinks that Gage's head is missing. Yeah. Oh, but God. it's, like, the moss or something that's, like, grown over his face. Yeah. And, like, that part has just always, like, gave me chills. And just, like, you know, whenever Gage is, like, in the house and you can hear, like, well, that's obviously the movie, but, you know, like, the laughing and, like, yeah. it's just, like, kids kind of, like, freak me out, I think. Um, but this Pet Cemetery in general, like, that book just haunts me. <laughs> it is. It's, like, it's so terrifying. I, I When I first read it, uh, or no, actually my second read, read through is uh, it happened to be right around it coincided around the time that the book takes place was so it was like over thanksgiving holiday and yeah um, there was a lot of opportunities where i was just around the house alone for the weekend and it just was very it, it just was very creepy like i I'd, one of these days i'd love to actually go out to maine and just read it out there because i just i imagine you need to have that sort of seclusive yeah. nature while you read it it's got to be great um but um yeah i i agree i, I think it's honestly the scariest like text i've read yeah you know, um, I think it probably that, or, um, I do think the exorcist is probably one of the yeah. scariest books I've read too. Um, and like summer of night by Dan Simmons. Have you read that? I have not. I've, I've heard a lot of great things about Dan Simmons though. It's like, I think it's quite similar to it in a lot of ways, but mm. I actually find it scarier than it. Um, like it gave me nightmares. I don't really get like nightmares when I read books that often, but summer of night, like was terrifying. Yeah, no, it's, that's uh, like, I love, um, I love the idea of like when the books actually kind of stick with you with, without yeah. having just be in the moment. I, I feel like a lot of Stephen King books tend to be like kind of momentary, like reads where you're just like, you read it and you're like, oh my God, that's creepy, but it doesn't always stay with you. But when it does like, oh my gosh, that's the, it's just, that's great. I mean, it just yeah. happens to be in glimpses for the most part with his books, for, at least for me. Cause I, you know, like there's there's definitely sections of the stand that like in theory like little tidbits yeah, that, that the tunnel of, and stuff yeah like, yeah. yeah or like the way he kind of like leaves off with images that don't get too specific they just are enough that you kind of build it in your head so yeah um if we've already gone over the scariest what about the grossest moment what is like something that's like oh god this is disgusting i don't want to this is too much um, some of the descriptions used for the sex scenes in Roadwork. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the champagne <laughs> bottle popping references. Uh, yeah. That gives me more nightmares than his scariest <laughs> stories. Um, but like in terms of like other gross um, moments, like the first thing that came to mind was in 1922, you know, oh, in yeah. Full Dark No Stars. Just the, I don't want to obviously get spoilery, but just the rats in the well and yeah. just... Yeah. All that like really turns me. Um, but those are like the first two things I could think of. Yeah, the the road work we that that pound cake <laughs> section for that episode was just very. It was lengthy. so funny. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a, the first book out of our reread um, that I 
I just didn't finish. I, I got like 50 or 60 pages in and I was like, I can't oh, do this. Terrible. This is just an awful book. And it was like right during the summer and everything was going on. And then we were just starting to like Dark Tower had just come out and then Mr. Mercedes was at and then like it was coming around the corner. I was like, I don't have time for this. This is just this is a, this is an abysmal book. Um, so we t- uh, I just listed a bunch of adaptations from last year, some of which might actually be your favorite, I, though I don't think the Dark Tower would be one of them. But uh, no. what is your favorite adaptation of his work? Um, I don't know. It's a very hard question because, like, you know, there's so many different like types of movies or adaptations. But um, probably the Green Mile. But I also have a lot of love for the Mist, like oh, the, the Mist. movie. Obviously, not the TV show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I just think the ending. Like, I remember whenever we first watched it, it was like me and my boyfriend were watching it, and we both fell asleep um, before finishing it. Oh, no. And then the next the next day, I was like, I'm going to finish this on my own. And I remember texting him and just saying, like, do not finish that movie. Like, you'll be much happier for not finishing it. <laughs> like, trust me. Like, it just completely stunned me, that ending. I was just, yeah. like, did not see it coming. So so that alone, I just love that movie. Yeah, I, I agree. That's uh, still, I remember sitting there in theaters with, uh, with actually, with Dan Caffrey. And uh, the two of us just, because we had read the book, like, the book. I had actually read that before. Um, seeing the movie, and I had yeah. listened to the audio play, which is amazing. And they just knowing that, knowing how the the book ends, and then have, seeing where it comes into like where where Darabont took it is just un- yeah. it's so uh, it's like it's it's awful. It's just like it's I mean it's great. It's a great ending. It's just yeah, holy but God. it stays with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. And I think didn't King say he wished he had thought of it himself? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, which is it's 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 quite a King ending. I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, because it kind of ends on a hopeful note. Because you hear something about Boston, I think, or um, yeah, I think that's where they're going to head to next, or something. But um, yeah, I it's it's still the most like it just just guts you. And I remember like the the audience just walking and just, like sauntering out of the theater, being like, "What the hell yeah. did you just watch?" Because <laughs> uh, then it's like I, I think they because then they show all the people that they kind of for, like all the forsaken uh, on the on the. <laughs> on the um the the was it the tank i think it is at the end but it's yeah. just like uh it's even adds more like just salt <laughs> to the wound but um speaking of salt to the wound uh least favorite book <laughs> um one? it's such a hard question like i think probably the running man yeah oh god i just <laughs> yeah. like the chapter countdown thing didn't help because it was like oh my god i have like 18 more of these to like mm-hmm. get through like I don't know. I just find it really boring. Um, yeah. I just don't, I haven't really like what I've read so far of Backman. I haven't really liked, but I haven't read the long walk yet. So I'm holding out hope for that one. Um, but in general, like I didn't really like road work that much or the running man. Um, uh, I think, Oh, I also read thinner um, but I liked thinner. It was okay. Like it wasn't the best, but yeah. I think the running man, but in terms of like, you know, Stephen King books, maybe dream catcher would be quite, <laughs> Yeah, low. Like, I really liked the first half of it, and then it just kind of like descended into chaos, and like (laughs) it was just like a lot of like chasing around, and like got really like dragged on a bit. Um, but I didn't really like you know Duddits and like the the initial like friendship group. Yeah, were quite cool, I thought, but it just got too like crazy. I think most people would agree. I mean, our uh, (laughs) in our interview with Thomas Jane, he went off on talking about how insane yeah. that movie is and a lot of it sticks to the book too so it's like it's just very 
it was written at a very particular time in Stephen King's uh, career, I think. So yeah. I think probably a lot had to do with like whatever morphine he was probably on, uh, maybe, but <laughs> who knows? It um, a lot. Yeah, it's, oh God, that, that book is insane. But um, w- I wonder if uh, if the adaptation of it happens to be your least favorite advert to adaptation, what, what would that be? Oh, no, I didn't even finish the Dreamcatcher movie, I yeah. think. I kind of, I think I fell asleep as well during that, and I didn't even go back to finish it. I think I woke up, but like you know, with the kind of like final scenes, and I was just like, "This is just like terrible, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible." And like, oh, what do you call him? He plays Dorrit. Um, oh, uh, Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, that oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, didn't really. That, like it. The movie's interesting because it's like it's like the book in the in the sense that it starts out like really strong because you really like the character. Like the characters are really like the yeah, actors they're so likable. Yeah, right. And then I don't know. It's that Timothy Olyphant and all, didn't it? And yeah. The guy who was in My Name Was Earl. I can't remember. Can't oh, remember Jason Lee. Yeah, because I yeah. the scene with like the plungers or like this the, when he's like with the um. Oh yeah, on the toilet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that scene is great. Just great. Yeah. But then the whole movie kind of nose dives after that, unfortunately. But yeah. Just uh, like the book. So Dreamcatcher definitely. So the the book and the mo- and the movie just down in the the the, the bowels of hells for uh, Joanne. Yeah. yeah, but I also think like Maximum Overdrive. Like everyone talks about how bad it is, but I actually like I think it's so bad that I think it's good. You know, yeah. yeah. If you just accept it for what it is, it's actually gets a lot of stick. I think it's quite just fun. Like, are you a huge ACDC fan? Uh, not really, to be yeah. honest. I was gonna say, yeah, because that's the, that's the only thing that kills me about the movie is that, like, I think by like minute forty-seven or forty-eight, I'm just like, all right, I've had it. I can't handle listening to Angus Young anymore. I'm gonna lose my. It's like you hear like one song, you've heard them all. I think yeah, with ACDC, but that much. could be controversial. But that's just what I think. No, I agree. I'm I'm right there for, I, and I like ACD, but it, it, uh, I like ACDC. But geez, that after an hour and a half, I don't know what King was on something when he was thinking like, Hey, I think this would be a great idea. Let's get these rockers to, <laughs> to do this soundtrack. Wait, what? Like, um, yeah, but that, that still appears at like all these midnight movie marathons, uh, here and around town and everywhere across the nation. It, it is, there is something fun about it. It's just so campy that, yeah. you know, um, in terms of uh, step away from King for a bit and just go into the other worlds, uh, what are some other authors or who are some other authors, I should say, that you really enjoy reading? We, we, we obviously talked about Tolkien. You mentioned Dan Simmons. But, you know, this yeah. I feel like based on your account, you've you very wide range of reading. Yeah, um, I think obviously Joe Hill um, is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to meet him at a book signing last year and we talked about Bruce Springsteen and it was just like one of those perfect moments in life Yeah, <laughs> where I was like fangirling to the ultimate. <laughs> um, apart from Joe Hill, I also love uh, Clive Barker mm-hmm. and H.P. Lovecraft is oh, yeah. another big one for me. Yeah. Um, I've been reading Poe recently a lot and I find him very hit or miss, I think. Yeah. Um, like his iconic like horror stories are amazing, but he has a lot of like, because I'm reading the complete collections so with like everything he's written. Oh boy! And yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of duds. Um, I think I also really like reading true crime as well. But like that's just loads of different authors, I suppose. There isn't really one author. Um, maybe Anne Rule, but like, yeah, just any true crime I'll read. Um, I think that's kind of like my top ones. Like uh, I like. You really do like the um, macabre, then. <laughs> yeah, I love horror, obviously. Um, yeah. I really like William Peter Blatty, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, 
but because I read Legion as well, um, as the Exorcist, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I can't think of any other off the top of my head that I love. Oh, actually, there's an author that I wouldn't have found if it wasn't for uh, Instagram called Keelan Patrick Burke, and he's Irish as well. And his horror is like incredible. He um, has a book called Kin that is very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, awesome. It's kind of like, you know, like you're like reading, you're like watching a movie in your head. Like yeah. his descriptions are crazy. But he also has like a real heart to the story and great characters. Um, I think he's a great author. So there's so many that I find like just through, you know, being on Instagram, I suppose, that I wouldn't have found otherwise. So that's interesting. Yeah, I can't, I, that's so wild. So like, do you just like, you go through like a bunch of different hashtags and just try to find. Uh, yeah. Like he's really uh, active as well. Like I spoke to him like numerous times and um, he's lovely. Oh, awesome. And uh, there's quite a few authors who, you know, really interact with their fans and mm-hmm. um, which kind of like really heightens the reading experience, you know, totally. as a bookworm, it's like the ultimate, like to get to talk to like your favorite authors. Yeah. Um. so I always like recommend him cause I think he's great. What, uh, what, what traditionally scares you? It seems like you read a lot of demonic, uh, yeah. a lot of true crime, but so yeah, if like, if you had to, I mean, it's always hard to just narrow it down to one thing, but if there was one thing that really did creep you out the most, what would that be? Well, currently I'm reading both The Exorcist again and, um, a true crime book, you know, on the Golden State Killer who was... Yeah. Rest of today. Yeah, that's so um, crazy. That's wild. And that, yeah, I'm in the middle of that book, and it's just like crazy timing. But it's this also not good for my sleep because those are my two like biggest fears. Like demonic possession yeah. is terrifies me, and then also like I read a lot of true crime, but I think it's just because you know whenever it's like a killer who like comes into your home, like that's kind of like you know too much for me. Yeah. I don't. It just yeah. kind of terrifies me. Um. So I think murderers who come into your home and <laughs> demonic possession is kind of, they're my two top, like I also, like I believe in ghosts and stuff, but oh I never God. want to encounter one. Um, like you have a lot of stories I know of like. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. It's, it's uh, something actually, I just moved into a new apartment and something kind of creepy happened last night uh, that makes okay. me wonder if, like, Justin was joking around saying that maybe I'm like Carol Ann where, like, something is just following me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. moving doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't. You, so. Oh, my God, yeah. It was it was really weird. I was like, um, I have this long hallway that connects between the living room and my bedroom now, and I'm just unpacking stuff, and all of a sudden I hear this, like, Shh, and I was like, oh, oh, God, what fell? And I had music playing, but I could hear it over that, and I, I like ran back down there and then I noticed that like my keys were on the ground, even though they were on like the desk. So I was like, wait, how the hell did that happen? And then, so I just like tried to ignore it, but it definitely like, it really no, I've, me I out. just moved out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm only here for gone. like less than 12 hours. It's like, that's oh God. So hopefully nothing, you know, too much uh, happened, but Hey, we'll have more for another soul's midnight, I guess. But yeah, I love those episodes actually. Oh yeah. Me too. There's so much fun. I, I was so bummed out. I missed the alien one. Cause, um, my uh my, actually my father-in-law has a lot of like crazy like um stories that that, that are involved with like that that type of stuff and i just uh, i wanted to share them so much but we're, we're oh. gonna have more we're gonna have totally have more you should come on that'd be fun if you got some uh, oh yeah creepy stuff that's uh you know that's ever happened but uh yeah no um so that's that i, I would say if if you're scared of killers coming into the house have you ever read like <laughs> thomas harris's stuff like um, Red Dragon or uh, Silence of the Lambs or 
No, they're actually like on my list of books to get. Like I love the movies. Yeah. Um, but I hate meaning to read them, but I never actually just buy them. You like those books that you keep like meaning to get but never yeah, get. Um, yeah. so that's like one of those for me. Well, Red Dragon will definitely frighten you because that's all about oh. like home intruders. That uh, a really like the Francis Dollar Hyde home intruder is just oh my god, he's so frightening. No, I just can't deal with home intruders at all. It's just like, you know, because home is like the one place you're meant to be safe, I think. Totally. And it just, I can't, like, even reading, like, the Golden State Killer one, it was just, you know, descriptions of him, like, looking in windows and, like, finding ways to get through patio doors. And I was just like, I can't, like, sleep yeah. with Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> all the stuff open. that happened, which is even worse. Oh, my God. Like, I know, it's real. Like, uh, yeah, reading uh, Helter Skelter as a kid, it was, like, the dumbest idea for me, too. Like, I love I, that book. It's so good. It's so good. And I just... I remember as a kid just like being like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this it is because like it's, it's crazy. It's hard to believe it happened, but it yeah. did like crazy. Yeah. It's kind of scary, but um, what's not scary is uh, the future for Stephen King fans. And I, I want to say, uh, what are you most excited for in King's Dominion uh, coming up? Um, Pet Cemetery remake, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Right? Um, I can't wait. Like I love the original. Mm-hmm. And I am concerned as to who will replace Fred Gwynn, but I'm really excited. I just hope it'll be, you know, because the original is great, but it is, it's, it's kind of, it's not really scary. I think I want the new one to be like really dark yeah, and just really capture like how, you know, dark the book is. Totally. Totally. Have you, have you, have you seen Starry Eyes, the the director's like the, no, I haven't. That's it's a pretty creepy movie. Um, not all of it works, but man, man, when they get into like the body horror of that, and it's just really just unnerving. Um, it's 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 really creepy. I think that I think they'll do a really good job, and I think they're going to do. It's just going to be really. I'm not a huge fan of like gore, just because I think it gets kind of like overstated sometimes, and it's just not. It's like gore doesn't really scare yeah, me so much. Yeah, it's monotonous as well. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so like, but I think with this one, it'll. I don't know. I think they could do justice and I'm hoping that they bring the Wendigo into this. Cause that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I, it's coming around the corner. I mean, it's less than a year away, which is so wild. So yeah. And also castle rock as well. I'm quite oh, excited about Yeah, Yeah. I just um, don't really, I don't think there's enough details yet of like what's gonna, what's gonna be about, but yeah, I'm excited. Whenever we start talking about that show, we were very, <laughs> we're very precarious about what to say. Cause we just, I mean, honestly, we have no idea. I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be sequels to his books in certain respects, but yeah. uh, who knows? Who the hell knows with J.J. Abrams? But um, yeah, those those are exciting. I mean, I I mean, I mean, I think it's we're still a little too far off for it chapter two to get too excited about it. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, it's like ages away. Like, I know. Right? It's, it feels like a painful new, wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've reached the end of uh, this episode of uh, Collecting King, and. Joanne, I thought this is great. I thought this was so much fun. I, I, yeah. I this is, I love talking, uh, to, you know, Stephen King scholars and it's, uh, you know, this is consider you an honorary loser. So anytime you want to come oh, on and, and talk about the books, if there's any books, uh, coming up ahead, you should definitely hop on and, uh, and yeah. do an episode with us sometime. Um, that'd be awesome. But yeah. So the special, uh, part about collecting King is that, we're going to leave it to the, you know, the fans and guests to pick the next one. And uh, uh-huh. we wanted to hear from you if you uh, had a name for us that we should maybe try to reach out to. 
Yes, I have um, a good friend called Cam who mm -hmm. lives in Canada. Okay. And he's like a really big collector. Um, he collects not only books but vinyl, and he like oh, has awesome. like you know, like really crazy like Stephen King cassettes and stuff. Like he'll literally you know buy anything. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but his collection is like really impressive, and he is really into his thrifting. So I think he would be a really good choice, and he's also really like cool to talk to and interesting. So. I think he'd be great. Well, ask, we might ask you to introduce us. The yeah. one that just cold call him. Uh, <laughs> that would be <laughs> a little crazy. But yeah, if you want to um, plug your Instagram, it's uh, she's at Jobis89. Yeah. So J-O-B-I-S 89. So constant listeners, you got to follow Joanna. She's, she's got great, great photos. They're always so perfectly like... <laughs> put together you got this really cool marble table that you always do as a background yeah. so it's very it's great um i want to thank you again for 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 taking the time to talk to us uh, we um, thanks have, for having me oh yeah absolutely we'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about you know the real works and stuff and uh, go yeah. even deeper uh in the meantime next week we are back with a needful tweets uh, we're back with some more hollywood uh, king and we're going to probably dump out a bag of bones so we're you know we're doubling down next week so we got a lot to discuss there's a lot of things happening in the world of king including the tommy knockers which we haven't really been able to talk about yet so and we have a lot of uh as we call them on the podcast tommy heads i think uh, so uh in the meantime uh constant listeners long, long days, days and, and pleasant pleasant nights, nights. all right <laughs> see you soon Consequence Podcast Network.